For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office, one call, that's all studios at Radio City. This is Scalzo and Brust. Presented by Bud Light it's a party, baby. on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. Across ESPN Wisconsin, we are presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. He is big time, Benny Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Josh and Mosh are running the show uh, at the Gruber Office. One call, that's all studios at Radio City in Milwaukee. We've got Alex Strofe running things at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios downtown off the Capitol Square in Madison. No, is it Colin Russo? Nope. Alex G., Probably the most well, he's got three nipples, so he does. That's it. That's all you got when you hear Alex G. Every, <laughs> well, no, every single time. No, 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 no. It, Not just him. His grandma and his girlfriend have three nipples. I don't think we've ever talked about his grandmother's yeah. nipples. Before. We have. Okay. Um, what a start to the show. Big Packers win yesterday in Tampa Bay in the Battle of the Bays. Uh, Aaron Rodgers beats Tom Brady. The Green Bay Packers defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Somebody brought up a good point. If your girlfriend has three nipples as well, like that's got to be a genetic thing. Like, What are the chances they're somehow related? You know what I mean? You're you're asking if you're re- related to your girlfriend in I'm that just scenario? Saying I would get it checked out if I was him. If my girlfriend also had a third nipple in a similar spot, I would get it checked out. Just to be sure. I, I... Craig, just move on, please. That's just my advice to Alex G, and we can't move on. I feel like Josh is annoyed by Ben already today. Mm-hmm. It took 90 seconds into the show Josh DiMaggio already very annoyed by Ben Brust, as is Alex G. As is the entirety of the Scalzo and Brust family, 800-990-3776. Call us, text us there again, 800-990-3776. A low-scoring affair. The under hits. The Packers win and cover against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Was it pretty? No. But did it ever feel like it was out of hand? No. And I think that when you're talking about a victory over an NFC contender like the Buccaneers, are for the Green Bay Packers, that was a big win. I think that's one of those wins that you're, we're all going to be looking back on and saying, you know what, that was a really important one this season, and for a couple of reasons. The first being... Um, 
that it's against an NFC contender and a team that poses a large threat in the NFC. Two, uh, because Romeo Dobbs was the number one target for Aaron Rodgers and for a young guy who has the highest expectations on him of a rookie wide receiver, it's important to have a game like that early on. Uh, and three, that's a big confidence builder for this defense. Big confidence builder for this defense. The Packers four or three and one through their first four games. That's right. I'm already giving them the win for Sunday. Brian Hoyer is going to be under center for the New England Patriots. It's at Lambeau Field. Uh, 325 start. That has all of the makings of a big win uh, for the Packers. Yes, they are three and one through their first four games. You can say it, Ben. What am I supposed to say? Greg was right. I Duh. was right. Um, they're three and one. We, we they're did exactly uh, where we expected them to be. They're exactly where you want them to be. Three and one through the first four games with a lot to improve on, and the Giants and Jets on tap. So from the hysteria after game one, which again could have completely been redefined if Christian Watson caught the easiest pass and of of his young career, and they scored that seventy-five yard touchdown. Um, they lose that to a tough divisional rival. Divisional game's always tough. You saw it yesterday with the Vikings-Lions. Vikings end up pulling it out. They had no business winning that game. The Lions, just no matter who the coach is, no matter who the quarterback is, can't seem to win. I digress. All of a sudden now, you're sitting at 3-1 and one with the Giants and the Jets on tap. Giants in London, Jets at Lambeau Field with a chance to climb to 5-1 and one through six games to start the season. you got to feel pretty damn good about a Packers team that many people are reticent to board the Scalzo and Tausch Super Bowl 57 train to Arizona. Chugga, chugga. I am really sad to not be choo-chooing because, like, I I love this team, and I really want to choo choo really loud and deep with Greg and Tausch, but like, I, I just I feel sad because I love this team. I I love I love Aaron Rodgers the way he is right now. I love that they're getting better, and they may not be getting better to the pace that I'm sure everyone wants them to. But we got to remember this is a 17 game season, and all that matters is. You you put out the opportunity in front of this team, Greg. The opportunity for them to get off to a hot start after losing week one to the Minnesota Vikings. And just, like, I could point out the special teams better in certain ways. The defense better each week. And, yes, were there wide receivers missing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yes, but there were pieces missing for the Green Bay Packers as well. Two defenses that showed up anytime. I don't. I don't care what weapons are out there. Anytime you hold a seven-time MVP or excuse me, seven-time Super Bowl champion and Tom Brady to twelve points, you're doing something right. And I just think, offensively, I'd even say it was a step in the right direction because you knew the Bears sucked and you knew you're going to find ways to score points against the Bears. But like knowing that Sammy Watkins was out, Christian Watson, who you know, say what you want about his drop in Week One. He was on in a couple of end rounds using his legs in week one and week two. Like everyone has a piece and a role, and you got to see Romeo Dobbs step up. Does that happen if Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson don't play? Does Aaron Rodgers have to expedite his trust when, with someone like a Romeo Dobbs? And like you saw Al Nazard in the same uh, breath in, in the red zone making plays, you saw the reliable Randall Cobb make two plays. Like. Everything is trending the right direction for the Packers where if you're if you're not happy with where they're at then there's something wrong with you. 
800-990-3776. Get 800-990-3776. Uh, Ezra from Port Washington chimes in and says, was Ben able to watch the Packer game on Sunday, or did he still have mental overload from jury duty? Dude, I am... <sighs> I'm over jury duty. I've moved on. I, I've moved on. I swear. I didn't tell every person that I ran into this weekend about the case and how much of a hero I was. Did you talk about jury duty at all today in the office? Zero. Zero, zero jury, jury duty talk Greg, in the office. Do you believe him? I didn't see him at all in the office. Yeah, Greg was stuck in meetings all day. So if he if he called me out, I was going to say erroneous. Greg in Germantown chimes in 800-990-3776. Says, Why does Greg keep skipping over the Patriots game this coming weekend? They're up before the Giants and Jets. I know Greg in Germantown. <laughs> I understand. But as I said before, Mac Jones, in case you missed it yesterday, I shouldn't assume everybody's watching all of the games like we are over the weekend. Mac Jones, the quarterback for the Patriots, has a high, a, a severe high ankle sprain. Um, that means that the backup quarterback for the Patriots, Brian Hoyer, who you might remember from being a middling Big Ten quarterback in Michigan State uh, and then bouncing around the league for a long time, is going to be the likely starter for the Patriots. Vegas has them as a 10.5-point underdog right now. Uh, the Packers at home at Lambeau Field, Rodgers versus Hoyer, save for an injury to Rodgers. That's a win for the Packers, so I'm just trying to portray what this season really is becoming, and that is that uh, uh, unless something abominable happens, this team should ultimately be 5-1 and one through the first six games uh, before they're back on a true road game. I think that's completely fair, especially because the Chicago Bears were 10-point dogs to the Green Bay Packers at home at Lambeau Field, and that's exactly where the Patriots are landing with a backup quarterback, which is probably actually better than Justin Fields. Uh, I would agree with that. We at Germantown chimes in, says totally screwed up my cover five this week by picking the Chargers over the Jags. Minus 35 points on that pick alone. Big win for the Packers, though. Yes, it is a big win for the Packers. In case you don't know cover five, uh, you got Gotta check it out. It's so much fun. Free-to-play sports game uh, all season long. Download the Cover 5 app. It's free to download. Enter our ESPN Wisconsin contest. Just say join contest and use code WI22. WI22 is the code you can play against us every week. Uh, You pick five games against the spread and it aggregates based on how you do against the spread. So we at Germantown was 35 points off the spread by picking the Chargers over the Jags. Dumb move. Injury to Keenan Allen, injury to Justin Herbert. Um, heck, now at this point, Slater's injured. Um, there's, a, there's a whole host of others. That, that team is going to miss the playoffs. Again, fun. And we're going to hear about how there's Super Bowl contenders going into next year, even though Justin Herbert's never been in the playoffs. But I digress once again. Uh, you pick five of those games. It aggregates your score on a weekly basis. If you get the high score for the week, you win $100. High score for the year, you get an incredible Tundra Trio experience at a Green Bay game day next year in Green Bay for next season. It won't hit until next year because it is a season-long contest. So, um, Ben Bruss, you were like in the top 100 last week. How did you do over the weekend? Uh, big, uh, big comeback to life. Uh, weekend for uh, for your boy on all things betting included betting included okay so now, this was now, the other shoe now, waiting now to drop look, now look the good news is I didn't like place a five hundred dollar wager on one bet I kept my units the same so the losses didn't hurt as much so I can't like I'd say this is growth that's good Ben has been so confident. 
almost overconfident in our in our gambling discussions the last couple of weekends. You felt like you had it all figured out for a little I, bit. I mean, I did. I still feel like I have a good handle on things, but you're gonna you're gonna miss. Yeah. You're gonna miss. You just gotta keep swinging. <laughs> Uh, that is fair. What? Well, check out Cover 5. It's not it's my fault that Jimmy G turned it over and Jeff Wilson turned it over. The last two possessions, all they needed is a field goal to you cover lost last two night. two points there. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about actually covering. Yeah, we're talking oh, about real gotcha. gambling. Yes, yeah. that, that safety actually was the difference for us. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, on that. So 800-990-3776, uh, the number to get into the show. But check out Cover 5, Cover5.com, the Cover 5 app. Chef Ed said this NFL season is going to be topsy-turvy. I think the Packers are odds-on favorites to win, or excuse me, make the Super Bowl. Choo-choo. The official chef of the Scouts on Russ family, and here's what I'm saying: unless you have been specifically and overtly banned from the train, today is a day to forgive all things said, to forgive all doubters out there. For everybody who doubted this Green Bay Packers team, who everybody who gave up after week one and hit the panic button too early, today is the day to get on the damn train. Because I'm telling you, they are going to be top five in the power rankings for the next six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, twenty weeks of the NFL season. So if you want to join, today, it's a today only. Today only is your day to say, you know what? 800-990-3776. I'm on the train. This team is going to the damn Super Bowl. When you can win a game like that, in that way, that's a game the Packers don't win most other years. On the road, offense not clicking on all cylinders, not taking advantage of offensive drives, and the run game wasn't working the way that they needed it to. They still pulled that W out. That is a character-building win for Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay freaking Packers. They made the stop on the two-point conversion in a way that they wouldn't have in years past because once the momentum has slid past them years and years gone by, they've had a hard time stopping the opposing team's momentum, getting back on their feet, taking a deep breath, and getting it done and Damn it, they got it done yesterday. 800-990-3776. I mean, line them up. There's a lot of people that week one cried freaking wolf and said the season was over and Aaron Rodgers this, need to show... Greg... He needed to show up to mandatory mini camps in order for this team to be good. Uh, we got that after week one. Is the practices that he missed in May were affecting what's happening in September? I think that we can uh, look. I'm sure there's going to be people who still maintain that that is the case. 800-990-3776. We will talk to you if you want to get on the train. Now is your chance. Plus. What a turnout from that Packer defense. Is this a championship-level defense for your Green Bay Packers? 800-990-3776. We'll open up the phone lines and talk with you, the Scalzo and Russ family. Next, Scalzo and Russ, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo and Rust. You ready for the next question Yeah, for my brain? All right, so, like, they lay eggs. How do they, like, get impregnated? Like, <laughs> 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 Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. A gritty team win. We had a lot of guys step up. Keyshawn Nixon, you know, with Jair going out so early. I thought he battled, he competed, not only defensively, but um, and created that big-time uh, force fumble, but also on, on teams. I thought Pat O'Donnell was huge today. 
just kind of flipping the field position quite a bit. I'm a bad boyfriend, I'm a drug addict, you're my favorite boy. Scalzo and Brust coming off a big Packers win from yesterday. That was head coach Matt LaFleur. Gritty's a good word for it. Uh, I thought it was great that he was celebrating and uh, recognizing the good from Nixon, right? I mean, he led the team in snaps, um, which is a guy you look at as a primary special teamer who's been making plays on special teams, but then fills in admirably on the back end of the defense. Like, that's the sort of winning championship culture you need to be building throughout the season in order to overcome the adversity at the end of the year. And I think that last year, you look at that team they were really good I don't know if you had a whole lot of gritty wins from that team last year it felt like last season they were either going to win you and pummel you into submission or if they got down they weren't going to be coming back like it just felt like you were either winning the game or you were losing the game and what it come down to on a cold January Sunday it came down to a gritty well, it was a Saturday, wasn't it? It, it, was. it was a Saturday. Uh, a cold January Saturday. It was a gritty freaking game at Lambeau Field in the cold. Not a lot of points scored. Special teams was a disaster. The defense folded when they couldn't afford to fold, and the offense didn't overcome adversity. This team is starting to build the culture and the character that's needed in order to make those things happen. Now they need the, de- the talent to develop throughout the season. Uh, and again... They're going to be right there. They're one of a handful of championship contenders, and a big part of that is the defense. Before we get to the defense, though, let's go to Luke and DeForest and the Old National Bank talking text line, Old National Bank, get old. Luke! Welcome to Scalzone Bros. On the train, boys. On the train. Uh, for the reasons that you're just talking about, in addition to the, the grittiness. So when was the last time we had a punter control a game like that? Until Brady got his two-minute drill, until he got his two-minute drill, I think they were under 200 yards for the game. The defense is nuts. We got two of the best linemen in football back on the line. All they had to do was get healthy. Train all the way, baby. Choo choo. Thank you for the call, Luke and DeForest. It's a great for point the call. to make, right? Some of the concerns that you had heading into the season, Elton uh, uh, Jenkins back, David Bakhtiari back, Bubby Tunyon back. This team is getting healthy. Now Hammy Watkins is gone. What are you looking at? He said D back in my ear. He's trying to make a good funny joke, and it wasn't funny. Great. You guys can keep doing a show for yourselves right now. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's exciting. David Bakhtiari last week on these airwaves was being talked about, not by us, but by others, of will he ever play another snap in Green Bay again? Well, here he is, and you saw the embrace. Maybe you didn't. Uh, There was quite an emotional embrace between Aaron Rodgers and David Bakhtiari, and Bakhtiari looked at Rodgers like a son who knew that he made his dad proud. (laughs) Like, like genuinely. And um, and, in... well, it's just back, so many possible. It's back-to-back weeks in which, like, Aaron Rodgers got to praise Elton Jenkins for hopping in there and making an impact in Week Two, and that was a perfect week for him to jump into play uh, against the Chicago Bears. And then Pro Football Focus had David Bakhtiari graded as the best left tackle in passing situations um, in last week, and obviously he split time with Yash Nyman, but to see results. While he was on the field, I think is is the biggest positive you can find. And so knowing that, like again, you're finding positives in a week that you were also able to find a win. 
on not just the offensive side, Matt LaFleur, we just heard from him, mentioned special teams. How many times have you mentioned special teams as a part of a victory for the Green Bay Packers? Probably never last year because they were 32nd. Josh, I need you to uh, be our special teams updater guy because I believe after week one they went from 32nd to 31st. Let's get a, a special teams update from Josh DiMaggio. But I do want to focus on what you said, Greg, and, and, and that's the defense. Like, I think... Seeing Devondre Campbell after, like, he he didn't play great week one, but he was everywhere again, not just because of the pass deflection on the two-point conversion, 14 tackles. And guess what? When I'm not seeing Devondre Campbell, I'm seeing Quay Walker. And that's why I give a lot of credit to Brian Gutekunst, because he identified that Signing Devondre Campbell to the middle of this defense is important. And then he also invested in a guy in Quay Walker, who we're also seeing in the mix a lot on these running plays. And so, Greg, when you mentioned this is a game that the Packers would would not have won in years past, they wouldn't because they, they invested in Jaron Reed in the offseason, who's a defensive tackle next to Kenny Clark. Dean Lowry's had a good season, which is, which is why they brought him back. The interior of this defense, in terms of stopping the run, was not there. It had not been there consistently over the last two years. And I know it's week three, but goodness, you needed a performance like that against a Tampa Bay team that was going to try and control the game with Leonard Fournette in the run, and they weren't able to do so. So coming off of last year, I think people were very impressed with the defensive performance in the playoffs by the Packers. You had Mina Kimes and others talking about this team as the top five, top ten unit in the league. And as it happens in our world, in our industry, that means that people have to uh, act performatively off of that, react performatively off of that, and say, no, this defense is not a top 10 defense. They're not the. It's so hard to figure out how good a defense is in today's NFL because if you go up against, it used to be a great defense could beat a great offense. Now it seems like a great offense can't be stopped in the NFL. Um, and a great defense like is still very important, especially when you get down to it. But do you put the Packers into a championship-level defense? It's something we've talked about for years, for decade-plus now with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, in 2010, they had a championship-level defense. They won it. They were top-five defensive unit. In 14, I think that was a championship-level defense. And then you could actually go back and maybe say 19 was, 21 maybe, like was last year a championship-level defense. But this defense right now provided they stay healthy, to me, is the best defense that this team has had maybe since 2010. And again, the contributions across the board, like Rashawn Gary adding to his resume with another another sack, Kenny Clark getting in the action, actually just having to flick Tom Brady and he fell over. Um, But I think Rasul Douglas is a name that is super important, again, to Brian Gutekunst in showing his um, ability to sign players that had an impact last year. Rasul Douglas doesn't make every play, but that guy is a competitor, and that's He's what I competitor. like. He is a competitor, and that's what I love about him. They they put him in the slot last year. Guess what? He played his ass off in the slot. They put him on the outside after Jaylen Alexander gets hurt, and he competed. He just competed and competed and competed. Didn't make every play, but when it was necessary to make a play, he did. And then when you talk about Keyshawn Nixon from Matt Lafleur, what his comments were, whether it was special teams or f- f- uh, forcing the fumble. It's just the the environment that they've created 
it's sometimes not just about the investments you've made on defense. It's about how do the pieces fit and is there a culture that's being built? And to me, it feels like there's a culture being built within this defense that excites me knowing that Tom Brady is frustrated trying to score points against this damn defense. We got on the poll right now on Twitter, at Scalzo and Rust, is this Packers defense a championship caliber defense? 800-990-3776. We at Germantown's on the train. He just chimes in. Choo, choo. I don't know if I like the deep choo-choo better than the choo-choo. I I don't know. Look, just out of the fact that the high-pitched choo-choo did not get it done, we haven't won a Super Bowl with that, I think we got to have a little more girth to it. A little bit more girth to our choo-choos. I've looked it up. The rank by DVOA. The Green Bay Packers are league average. That's a huge improvement. Round of huge, huge improvement. Big round and then of if you look at like the actual yardage surrender, the Packers are actually pretty decent in terms of all those. The middle of the road special teams unit performance from the but they're very good at punting as we saw yesterday. Can we get a round of applause for middle of the road special teams? I mean, yeah, I'll give a round of applause for that, but not necessarily defensively. Like we're talking you're talking about them as a championship level defense and giving them a round of applause for being league average in advanced analytics about what how good this defense is. I was rounding we're giving a round of applause for special teams. No, he just said your league average for DVOA is defensive rating. No, it's DVOA special teams ranking. Oh, you were doing only special teams. Yes, What's correct. the DVOA I'll defensive have to, I'll ranking? have to look that up. Sheila from Milwaukee, apologize, Ben. D- Sheila from Milwaukee chimes in Whoa. and says, I've been behind Green Bay since day one and never faltered. Hey, when, when I'm wrong, I admit it. I'm just right a lot. It's not my fault. Uh, I've been behind Green Bay since day one and never faltered, but I'm always all in. Never a negative Nancy. I've never been smart enough to jump ship. She's all aboard. Ezra from Port Washington says, if Bruce Arians is still Bucks head coach, do the Packers win that game? Absolutely. <laughs> Bruce Arians wasn't like a god of a coach by any means. There's a reason why Tom Brady wanted him fired. Brent from Johnson Creek says the high-pitched choo-choo fits Ben perfectly. Real men like the deep choo-choo. Which is why I recommended it. Mm-mm. TJ from the road says Ben likes the girth. Loves some girth. Everyone, That's what she said. Everyone needs a little girth in their life. 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. Phone lines are open here on Scalzo and Bruss. We are presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. We got time in here for one more. Let's go to the official clown <laughs> the back-to-back of the Scalzo. The typos of Josh was amazing. They weren't even close, close to the word Mark. Uh, the official clown in the Scalzo and Bruss family, the sole member of the Jordan Love Train, the one man who believes that this team, having been the most successful regular season team the past three years, uh, would be better off with Jordan Love instead of Aaron Rodgers. He is Mark in New Berlin. You can go ahead, Mark. Oh. Well, well, first of all, I'm Wisconsin, Benny. I'm Wisconsin. Shut up, Mark. I'm get out of your Packers point. Shut up. Now let's get to the point here. Tom Brady was missing not one, not two, but three of his the best players on the team and three receivers. How can you even judge a defense like that? That's like playing that's like playing without Giannis Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Oh, we got Pat Connaughton, he beat Pat Connaughton. No! He was missing three receivers. Think about it, you mental morons. 
<laughs> you uh, think about it, you mental moron. You're comparing three wide receivers to Giannis, Drew, and Chris? Okay, let's keep Giannis in there. Let's say Giannis played, but we didn't have uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and uh, Bobby Portis. Still, they would have killed us. When I did mean, think about it? When did Julio Jones and Chris so angry? This is Why are you so angry? Because right, so the Packers were missing. Packers were missing Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson. I mean, Jair ended up leaving, but like I'm saying, they were both missing two key wide receivers. I mean, Julio Jones, you can't put him in the same key. camp as these Who's other guys. Who's more key? Julio Jones or Christian Watkins from North Dakota State? Well, Think about it. Getting names wrong it's now. Uh oh. Are you scared? Because I'm feeling like we uh, got a scared uh, Mark in New Berlin. Why would I be scared? Against if the one ropes. of those receivers played, the game would have been over. If one of those guys would have been in, the game would have been over. That is a rattled man right he's there. He's hyper-focused on this game and not looking long-term because he's scared to talk long-term. It was a weak performance. I enjoyed it. I like Sometimes a weak performance from him is good because you can tell that he's, yeah. he's searching. Uh, Hilsey chimes in and says, no culty pledge needed for passage on the train, right? That is correct. All you have to do is just say, choo-choo, call us, text us. You want to be on the train, we'll get you on the train. Uh, Today is an all-aboard day. We are making our stop here through the first quarter of the season. The Packers 3-1 and after they beat the Patriots on Sunday, starting (laughs) Brian Hoyer. Uh, First quarter of the season, 3-1 and with the Jets and Giants. Reverse order, Giants in London, and then the Jets at home on deck. Got to be feeling good about that the way you say that makes me feel like it's the Monday after the Patriots game. You say that so in rhythm. I'm like, wait, what happened? Not Where only am that, I? then you're on the road in Washington to take on Carson Wentz and the Commanders, which was our worst bet of the day yesterday. Hands down, not even close. Puke. I hate myself for us even betting that game. Carson Wentz, the person we hate the most. I hate him the most. Ugh. You guys back the commies. We back the commies. Interesting. Yesterday. It was the right bet. No, it wasn't. It was the right bet. No, it wasn't. That is that is the call. That is the calling card of a losing better. I was on the right side. <laughs> we tried to play sharp yesterday in the public one. That's a classic Scalzo and Bruss move. We got a little overthought. Uh, we we got a little too uh, excited about how smart we were, and uh, and it caught up with us in the in the form of the Washington Commanders. 800-990-3776. Keep the calls coming in. Plus, we will get to some one or zeros here coming up next. Packers with the big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Was Aaron Rodgers going to act like he knew what was happening on the final play regardless? Or is there a kernel of truth to his post-game comments? We'll hit it next. One or zero. Scalzo and Bruss presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Bruss. Tell me why ain't nothing but a heart. Tell me why I never want to hear you say I want it that way. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. If you would have said in the offseason we'd be 2-1 and one after 3 with these two tough road games, I'd say that's probably pretty good, you know, considering that you would expect Minnesota and and Tampa Bay to be, you know, the top, in the top seven teams at the end of the season. So I feel good about that. 
Number 12, Aaron Rodgers. Talk about the big Packer win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. Packers 2-1 with an easy three slate of games. I'll say it. It's an easy slate of the next four games, I'll say. Patriots with Brian Hoyer at quarterback. Then you're on the road to London against the Giants. And I know the Giants might be better than anybody anticipated, but on a neutral site in London, I'll take Aaron Rodgers over over Daniel Jones every day of the week, uh, twice on Sunday. Uh, Then you're back home against the Jets. Then you're on the road against the Washington Commies uh, out there in D.C. And so, Are you predicting a little undefeated streak here? I'm predicting a five-game win streak, yes, following their opening, opening loss, which... I think is a very fair thing. And again, I, I, all week last week, all we heard was this isn't the team that's going to be able to rattle off wins after that loss. I think they are, partially because it's a soft schedule, but that's what you need when you have a team that you hope is going to click in the right time, uh, the right way. And that's what I think this Packers team is right now, right? They are a team that ultimately you're going to hope gets things right against bad teams uh, early on in this season. And then by the time you're in the back half of the schedule and you're getting ready for the playoffs, things are clicking on all cylinders. I do love a good snap. Everyone. Ooh, Joshy. That was good. That get was it close, get sec- it close to no, the mic. No, no, I like where it was. Ooh. That's snappy. I like that too. And... Um, <laughs> All from Russ is going to need to change his pants here real quick. You like quick. that? You like that? Why am I going to need to change my pants? 800 <laughs> 800-990-3776. The number to get into the show. And on Twitter, at Scalzo and Russ, we're talking about this Packers defense. So much conversations uh, has been about the, oh, what they're going to do. Do we have a DVOA ranking for the defense so far through this I season, forgot, Josh? Oh, oh on the gosh. Too much snapping out of that guy. Yeah, but the snap was so good, I'll forgive it. Uh, 79% of the Scalzo and Russ family believes that this Packers team has a Super Bowl caliber defense. And if there's one thing... If there's one thing the Packers fans have been lamenting about for the last decade plus is the defense is never good enough. Well, you know what? Wide receivers might not be where you want them to be, but we saw Aaron Rodgers be willing to spread the ball out. That defense this year could be good enough. And when it comes to who's going to be catching the ball, Romeo Dobbs, the first Packers wide receiver since Randall Cobb in 2018, whose last name isn't Adams, to catch eight balls from Aaron Rodgers. You're joking. No. That's an unbelievable stat. Thank you. I appreciate that. Aaron Rodgers had his mind blown, too. Source it. What do you mean, source it? Who, who, where'd you learn that one? It was in the post-game presser. I, I don't know if it was Domovsky, one of the... Oh, no, so if, if it was post-game. I just didn't know if you saw that on Twitter. That is... No, somebody said that to Rodgers, and Rodgers was, was like, yeah, he was surprised. But they force-fed Devontae so much the last few years that you haven't had even a game from any other riders. Like, the Lazard game last year was like five catches and a <laughs> touchdown in 60 yards. The Lazard game. So, like, now you had... This was a Romeo Dobbs game. We talked last week about what would it be. Uh, this wasn't a breakout game. I'm not going to call it an official Ooh, breakout. Uh, Way close. No, I'm, I'm. Pull it. No, 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 no. You're wrong on this one because we Was said this we're going to know Romeo Dobbs breakout Dude, game simply because of the. It can't be eight a targets, eight catches. It can't be a breakout game when your offense only Greg. scores fourteen. It's a hundred percent catch rate. Did you know that? Uh, thanks. Eight. Thank you for clarifying that because you just came in with that weird voice. If it's 100%. well, you know how much he loves Romeo Dobbs, yeah. and he's Romeo Dobbs banned. 
Like you're not banned from liking him, you're banned from talking stop, stop, about him. Because then stop. you then you do this weird like chime in thing. When you, you guys looking are up both, the defensive DVOA, both talking about things that it's, nobody has. Any it's nineteenth. The DVOA Packers DVOA is currently nineteenth, but not that great. also that also ranks against bad teams. So if you play bad offenses, you're. Rating doesn't go up as high as you'd think. Yes, it's a difficult uh, stat to be pulling out right. this early in the season. Uh, that is for certain, but this defense passes the eye test. I-, I don't think you could have a breakout game when your offense scores 14 points. I just don't. I, I think you can based off... It didn't off- feel great offensively yesterday. It, it didn't, but he he I would, felt great. I would I would rather have the game that happened yesterday... <laughs> I would rather have Josh. You got to get it together, this Dude, segment, yeah, man. Seriously. We started talking Romeo, Romeo Dobbs, Dobbs and you he's just hitting got... the horny buttons. Yes, probably the most action you've had in months, huh? I would have rather had the Packers win that game the way they did yesterday than them come out and put up forty-one points and blow out the the Bucks. The game that they won yesterday is a game that. Again, build character, teaches your team how to win. It makes your team stronger as opposed to just the offense going out and pummeling the other team into submission and all of a sudden it's over by the third quarter. I agree with you, but I still think you can have that gritty, uh, grinded-out game and it not be a blowout and still say that Romeo Dobbs had a breakout game. I disagree on be- this. I don't think it's a breakout be- game. You be- do. Because of the standard that's been set for Aaron Rodgers and in trust that he has with younger players and wide in young rookie wide receivers and the idea that all eight targets were catches by Romeo and yes some of them were quick passes and some of them were screens but there were also a couple where he had to read the zone get in the soft spot and boom found him like there was a mixture of how Romeo Dobbs was involved in the offense which makes me excited about you know just the fact that hey Rodgers knows that they had a good day Let's see what happens next week. 919, uh, this is Alex from DeForest chimes in, saying Sammy Watkins is better than Julio Jones might be the most silly thing I've heard in sports in my sports life. Clean it up. I don't think anybody said that Sammy Watkins was better than Julio Jones. Did you, Brost? No, I didn't. Hell I no. think the I point is either. at this point in their career, they're, they're both kind of the same guy. My point is that Julio Jones, you can't put in with Godwin and no, Evans. No. Like, like ha- Julio ha- Jones. Hamio is- Jones? Yeah. Uh-huh. Nailed it. Julio Jones is closer at this point to Sammy Watkins than he is to Mike Evans. Yes. Correct. At yeah. this point in his career. We know he was a freaking stud. Jordan from Madison chimes in and says, championship caliber teams are a whole team. If the offense can't generate points, then the defense and special teams step up to cover for them. That's what we saw yesterday. Chugga freaking chugga. Double. Maybe we need to do both. I like it. I think in this swanky new studio, there's going to be some really efficient ways for us to be able to combine sound effects like that. Um, Yes. Look, I I couldn't have said it better myself, Jordan, for Madison. I hurt my hand a little bit pounding on the table, but that's all right. I will trudge on. We're talking Packers. There's a lot of Packers fans out there listening. An incredible opportunity for you to win a dream weekend, courtesy of our friends at American Family Insurance. The American Family Insurance Dream Weekend Sweepstakes at AmFam.com slash Packers. 
An exclusive tailgate for you and five of your best friends. Incredible tickets for you and five of your best friends. All expenses paid, travel and accommodations for you and five of your best friend. That's what the American Family Insurance Dream Weekend is all about and more. So easy to enter. No purchase necessary. Head over to AmFam.com slash Packers to enter for your chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime Packers fan experience. AmFam.com slash Packers. Aaron Rodgers talked about how the big jumbotron gave him a little bit of an advantage at the end of last night's game against the Buccaneers. We'll talk about that next in 1 or 0. It's Galson and Russ presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo and Rust. Congrats on the sex. Wow. Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. To say, Hold on, I need a what was going through you during the two-point conversion, especially after you saw the fact that they took the five-yard penalty? Well, they showed it on the previous play, too. It was a delay on both plays. But uh, sometimes you see things in the game. Sometimes the Jumbotron shows things they probably shouldn't show, even at home. Uh, I saw something and just passed on the information. Scalzo and Bros presented by Bud Light. He is Benny 2020 Hindsight Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. I'm sorry, me and Ben share a fantasy team right now, and he texts me after everyone on our bench has a good game, and he's like, we should have started Ramondre Stevenson this week. Why are you taking me out right now? Well, no, because we're arguing now, and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I would rather Don't have... let our opponents have, know that we are having these conversations. I would rather have Amon Ross St. Brown on the team than Keenan Allen. Well, yeah, of course, now you're saying that through the first three weeks, but if I'm you were just to saying we were a little, the other, We were a little trigger-happy early in, in the auction draft. We drafted a team where we said, if we have injuries, we'll struggle. And We've so had far, injuries. Our quarterback has been out for the season, Trey Lance. Uh, Keenan Allen has been out the last two games. Michael Pittman, Michael was, Pittman out. was out last week. And there you go. We didn't start David Njoku, and he had a monster game. That was a mistake. That one was a mistake. I mean, yes, I guess, but it's not like it's not like you could really beat yourself up for not starting David Njoku getting the ball <laughs> thrown to him by Jacoby Brissett. Brissett's a definite check down over the middle. Josh, guy. you give me a little one or zero. Are you a one or zero? Twenty twenty hindsight pros. I'm Greg Scalzi. That's We're presented the question you have to ask yourself. Are you Scalzi a yes or a no? ESPN Wisconsin. There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. And that audio you heard coming in was from our friends at CBS, one of the broadcast channels, Benny. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. We're your contestants for 1 or 0. Joshi DiMaggio is your host. He asked me a question. Uh, us a question. I say, uh, we say 1 or uh, one for yes, 0 for no. There is no gray area. Joshi, take it away. Last night, despite being asked a different question, Aaron Rodgers let the audience know he saw something on the Jumbotron that shouldn't have been shown that may have helped the Packers win. 1 or 0. Aaron Rodgers was going to tell us he saw that no matter what. Zero. He's not. He wouldn't. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna lie. He wasn't asked that though. Yes, but because it happened, he was gonna make sure we knew. <laughs> There's a difference between lying and make sure that somebody knows that something happened. Like he didn't make it up. He wouldn't make it up and force it in there. The fact that he forced it in there, in fact, tells me that it's true. Um, but he definitely forced it in there. 
So you're hitting the that's what she said button for no, your own no, Romeo Dan. Just ben. move on. Move on. <laughs> I see why we didn't click yeah. it now. <laughs> One, he was going to tell us that no matter what. Next. <laughs> One or zero. Aaron Rodgers impacted the end of the game. Zero. <laughs> I mean, one, he saw something, he said <laughs> yeah, something. I was going to say, what are you talking about? See something, say something. You probably, I probably, Joshy definitely, all of us will like do things that we think contributed to an outcome. It doesn't mean that they always did contribute. I think he thinks that he contributed to the outcome. I don't know if he actually did. Oh, no, that feels like me. That I definitely can convince myself that I did something to fix the outcome. Good good answer. Romeo Dobbs scored his first NFL touchdown yesterday and what appeared to be a breakout game for the rookie who caught all eight of his targets for 73 yards. 1 or 0. Romeo Dobbs needs to be a focal point of the offense. You know what, Josh? Just answer your own damn question. It's 0. It's no, he doesn't need to be a focal point. It's a need. He needs to be a an important part of the offense, but the offense is going to live and thrive off of balance and by being flexible and fluid and versatile based on who they're matched up against. There are some games where he will need to be the focal point of the offense. There are other games where Aaron Jones needs to be the focal point or, or Jones and Dylan need to be the focal point or maybe Bubby Tunyon or sometimes Josiah DeGuara, like any of those star <laughs> players offensively for the Packers uh, ultimately I think can be the focal point for a game and I think that's what will make this offense the most dangerous <laughs> zero he doesn't need to be the focal point i don't even want to answer this wrong. question this is just josh dimaggio giving a take and like, these are questions ben these are this is what they are one or zero romeo dobbs will have the most receiving yards of all wide receivers i'm gonna say one here wow. uh i am gonna say one here I, I was an early dobbs believer um i believe we have a bet going brust that you owe me, I think, 50 bucks a side on based on receptions and yardage. Um, I heard it was 100. I, I, that's what I said, but he said, I think it might have been 100 total, 50 bucks a side. Um, yeah, I, I think he will, partially because of health. Like, Lazard's been banged up. Sammy Watkins is banged up. Like, the one thing Dobbs that I think people overlooked, including myself, he was durable in college and productive, and he played every game for like three years in college. And this is a wide receiver room that doesn't have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of durability between Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, who tends to get beat up, uh, Hammy Watkins, Christian Watson. You're right. Thank you. It's one. Even Alan Lazard, who is supposed to be the number one, the way he's gotten his receiving yards isn't like sustainable to have like to be the leading guy on the team in reception yards. There are a lot of quick slants off of like a play action where AJ Dillon doesn't get the ball and he just Aaron Rodgers gets it out of his hand quick. Dobbs is making explosive plays that are sustainable. And so I would say Dobbs. During Saturday's college football slate, ESPN was cutting into the football broadcast to show Aaron Judge's pursuit of home run number 61. Judge struck out twice, flew out to center and walked. 1 or 0. Aaron Judge's 61st home run is worth cutting into college football games. One, some of the college football games I was watching were horrible and could have used a cut-in. Specifically, wait, that was last week. When did I lose Purdue, Greg? Good job. (laughs) A lot of these games I've been losing could use a cut-in. Zero. It's like... The all-time Yankees record and the all-time AL record, like those are the two things we're talking about here. 
So there's three other, four other guys who have more home runs than 61? Like, cut in if he hits it and show a highlight of it. That's that's what I thought. Would... But don't go live. Like, he's he's breaking Bond 70. Does Bonds have 71? 72. 72. You know what? Baseball guy. That's what's sad is that nobody even knows yeah. anymore. Jerry Judy responded to Shannon Sharp's tweet about him dropping a pass by saying his breath smells like butt. One or zero. Having bad breath is better than having B.O. That's a great question. Uh, B.O.'s worse. I, th- I agree, I think. I mean, there's nothing worse than 73 for Bonds, baseball guy. <laughs> 71, wrong guy. I'm, I'm, I didn't say I'm a yeah, baseball Yeah, but you attacked me. Um, we had, uh, yes, Sosa 63, Sosa 64, Maguire 65, Sosa 66, Maguire 70, Bond 73, and we're supposed to be freaking excited about Aaron Judge hitting 61 and basically the equivalent of a little league field at Yankee Stadium. Get out of here, baseball. Um, B.O.'s worse than bad breath. Bad breath feels so much more fixable than B.O. Like, if I get around somebody with bad breath, I'm like, oh, it's a bad day. It's if I smell somebody with bad B.O., I'm like, they're a bad B.O. guy. <laughs> they're a bad B.O. person. Yeah, I was on a plane. You know, everyone's got that plane story next to the bad B.O. person, right? I had a, a freshman year college roommate. Year that's on story you. With B.O. That's on there's, you. You is not on me. You just spray axe on him when, or or something on him when he's sleeping. I just used it as motivation to not sleep in my own dorm. There was a person that Hey-o. had to be pulled aside professionally and told about their body odor at one of my jobs. I had multiple complaints to the University of Wisconsin about his body odor <laughs> and the fact that he was nocturnal, never adjusted to uh, to Central Standard Time. Oh, I know what you guy you're talking about. This is not freshman good. year ba- roommate. I, sorry, I ruined the question. You're a bad bo guy too. What? I am not a bad B.O. guy. I would like to answer the question as, yes, bad B.O. is worse than bad breath. That's what I meant. <laughs> Same difference. He he did that on purpose I, with his language to call me a bad B.O. guy. I didn't. I just started thinking about my freshman year roommate, and I got the heebie-jeebies, and I had to move on. 800-990-3776. Is this Packers defense a championship-level defense? Was that Romeo Dobbs' breakout game? Benny says yes. I say no. Plus... We're boarding the train. Get aboard. Chugga, chugga. Choo, choo. Well, crap. Back in two minutes. It's Scalzo and Bros presented by Bud Light.